The most beautiful feeling in the world is when I get to look this camera in the eyes and say, it's Riley Friday. Riley Davis, Heat Checks own. The pod is the roof on the Field of 68 Network as well. Has joined the show. Riley, how are you? I'm doing great. Missed y'all last week. Just timing didn't work out. After the brief hiatus, though, we're back. I'm here to bring some cheer because uh, I know one-third of this program is still dealing with the repercussions of getting Dale Bonnard. So I'm, I'm here to bring us another smiling face because who doesn't need more smiling Caucasians? We need many more smiling <laughs> Caucasians. Uh, Cart, you seem to have been getting some love on the internet this morning for claiming that you will fight anyone in the comment section. Yeah, uh, I think I need to clear that up a little bit. Uh, I haven't been in a fight in a while. Uh, <laughs> I can't be, I can't just be fighting people. People see me. And they already think that I want to fight or I'm angry, but I'm not. I'm a I'm a happy go lucky person. I will say this: my energy just dropped about 15 octaves though, because I was just getting over getting Dale Bonnard, and then Riley just reminded me again. Look, we all know that the big cat he is at his best when he's on edge a little bit. And consider <laughs> me the Draymond to your KD, where I'm just trying to get a little bit of that energy out of you. I I love that approach, honestly. By default, does that make me Curry? Or are you guys going to disrespect me and say I'm like, I don't know, who was a bad warrior seven years ago? Uh, Jonas Jurebko. Oh, that hurts. You we kind of look, like, look like Jonas Jurebko, too. I don't think Especially if you, if you if you I, let the hair grow a little bit, you could yeah, definitely, you definitely. Yeah, you could pass for Jonas. I don't know. Jonas had a very chiseled jawline. That's not in my game, boys. But uh, hey, here it is. Let's move on. Carter, uh, do you have a YouTube comment to start us off today? Yes, I do. And I'm going to pick a positivity one, actually, because like, there's been a lot, of, a lot of negativity flying around there. So let's go ahead and find something that's just maybe a little bit more happy-go-lucky. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> I do got to address that someone referred to you as the hen god, Greg. By the way, I don't know if you want to actually, you know, claim that name or whatnot, but uh, <laughs> you you might be the face of Hennessy moving forward. Do with I, that. I, look, somebody has to do it. I'm happy to own that role if needed. Uh, I will say, dark liquor is that's my go to. I mean, I'll say you are a Jack guy, so it's like, yeah. Somewhat, some of the same family. Uh, this one comes from MWG Plays. Love this channel so much. Y'all are so underrated. Keep up the grind. Thank you, MWG. We will. The grind will always continue. The hard work will go undefeated. My enemies will perish. That's kind of what I live by. Yeah, I uh, I want it to hurt, too. Like, I want it to hurt us. Like, I want the grind to be so grindy that it hurts when we're done. Like, I want to get to April and be aching and i also wanted to hurt everyone who tried to stop us along the way yes any thoughts riley <laughs> let's, like, move you know? let's, let's, let's move on let's move on uh okay to the discord uh, a lot of comments flying in i told people when we were recording with riley so get your comments in and uh the people obliged if you want to join this community you can do so. There's a link in the description. Uh, we have 155 members as of this morning in the Discord. And I do want to give a shout out to a couple of the newest members. Uh, we got Dewey990 just joined last night. Hi, Rogers Truther. I don't remember if we gave them a shout out yet. New to the Discord. 
I think that's everybody that's brand new right now. Hopefully I didn't miss anybody. We start with comments. This comes uh, from Tristan Freeman, I believe, whose name is now Busting Goose Brackets. The goose stuff has really become a distraction for me personally trying to read through the comments. Tristan says, are we pro or against stuff like this? Apparently Sky knows Reed Shepard from AAU days. This was the the tweet that Sky sent out basically calling Reed Shepard a dog uh, and clipping uh, either a picture or a video of Reed after his big performance. Louisville guy loving a Kentucky guy. Fans don't like that. Riley, are you okay with that? With this iteration of Louisville, yes. I don't think this, like the Kenny Payne era, Louisville doesn't really owe any sort of loyalty to Louisville, in my humble opinion. Hart? I mean, I kind of feel the same way, but I just also want to make it known to Josh Hubbard. I I, I just wonder sometimes what happened to the game I love, man. Like, I don't care if my own mother gave me 30 points in a game and game winner me. I'm not posting her after the game. She's not my mother. Like that, that's just a crazy tactic to me. If he's leveraging it though, for a Kentucky bag, that's good business. Mm. Good on you. But I'll be damned if someone gains me on a tough floater from the free throw line. And I post them on Twitter afterwards saying you're a dog. That does feel very Coach K-like when he used to go into the opposing team's locker room and congratulate them after they beat Duke to try to flip the narrative back to himself. That That's one of my least favorite, like, March or and or anything, like, whatever traditions is when the opposing coach from, like, the better team maybe beats the lesser team and they come into the locker room. Like, that happens if I, I'm in there and I'm on Coppin State or something. I'm throwing a Gatorade at Coach K, like, get the – blank out of my <laughs> locker room you just, you just embarrass me in front and, and probably in front of my family and my girl like get out of my locker room so there's a lot here to comment on first off i actually respect the move from hubbard uh i think if hubbard was not clearly a worse player than reed shepherd i would not respect it but the fact that josh hubbard has made the narrative into like a mutual respect between him and reed shepherd that's a win for him like he's now on Reed Shepard's level just from the fact that he's like tipping his cap to Reed. I don't know. I kind of like the move too. I'm shocked that Riley is saying he supports rival on rival love. Like you, you're going to tell me a Carolina kid shows some love on the Twitter sphere to a Duke kid. And you're okay with that. Carolina Duke is different than Louisville, Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky gets that game gets played on Fridays over Christmas break at like 2 PM. Sometimes even when Louisville is half decent. Like that that Jordan Nora Louisville team that was pretty good, the last good Louisville team. I guarantee you, if you look that game up, it was played on a random Friday in December. That like the pageantry around it just isn't the same. The level of hype isn't the same. The history isn't the same. Kentucky's done their part. Louisville hasn't. I know maybe that's a hot take because Louisville has national championships, but I don't know. Carolina Duke is just different. What we're not going to do is slander Christmas break at all. Okay, Christmas break, elite week. Uh, my And my final point, which I feel like is really getting lost in this, this was the original comment. I am unequivocally 100% pro all things Sky Clark. So, uh, like, the fact that we flipped to Josh Hubbard here is different. Sky, love this move. Love all things Sky. Hope you're doing well, Sky, friend of the show. Fam says, I want to keep this a buck. People that write paragraphs online are annoying as pissed 99.9% of the time. But Dr. Doctor is generational. Can't get enough of them. Sign me up for more elite excerpts by joining the Discord fam. Uh, 
Carter, do you agree with that? Doctor, doctor, paragraphs, generational. Yeah, I mean, the only I'm open to anybody writing any length of comments, paragraphs, whatever they want. Um, I'll I'll just make it clear right now, though, if you're addressing me in that paragraph or anything that I need to pay attention to, I I got a I got a certain sentence limit that I'm just gonna not read past, no matter what. Hmm. Okay. All right. Noted. Keep that in the mental notes. Sam, I got some thoughts on Doctor Doctor. Oh, Riley Davis. Wow. I know, I know there was some uh, some Henry David Thoreau slander in the comments, I think, yesterday. And I'll add to that by saying, like, yeah, nature is cool. That was pretty sick that Thoreau was able to capture that in the form of poetry. But it doesn't hold a candle to Dr. Doctor's novella on Duke court storming their fans, et cetera, from yesterday's show. That was... That was just incredible on like 10 different levels. I was in the gym. Sleepers is my go-to podcast when I'm when I'm getting my when I'm getting the lift in. And I just had to stop what I was doing and start applauding the man. Had people all around me wondering why I'm I'm pausing these deadlifts just to start clapping with my headphones in. But uh great work, Dr. Doctor. Keep it going. And come visit Chapel Hill anytime. Come see the real program of the triangle. We'll show you a thing or two about basketball. So Wow. You love to see it. Uh, shout out Dr. Dr. Sandman says thoughts on wearing your team's gear to another team's venue. If they are a rival and your team isn't playing context, I once wore Illini gear to a Missouri NIT game and they were playing Southern Miss. I got dirty looks and I got booed. Missouri did lose the game too. I love the level of petty Sandman. I'm not going to lie. Riley, do you respect that move? I respect it in the right context. Yeah. And that seems like the right context. Sure. Part, right, your bit. thoughts. You know, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, is there really any point to where, like, I guess I'd be more so concerned with getting a fit off um, than trolling, <laughs> trolling my t- uh, another team. Like, I, I look at it le- like, Greg, we went to, like, we've been to Michigan games before. I'm not, like, just rocking state gear just to rock it. No. Yeah, you pull up in a fit. Yeah, like, I'm, 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 I'm more concerned about getting something off, you know what I'm saying? Like, getting a fit off. Yeah, I think that's I, I lean more on the Carter side. There's a time and a spot situationally for that, I think. Um, but yeah, especially like in the Illinois Missouri comparison, I would assume that's happening when Illinois is in a very healthy spot and Missouri's not. Kind of just feels like punching down a little too much for me. Like I wouldn't want a Purdue fan to like go to Assembly Hall and wear Purdue gear right now just to make a point that would feel a little cringe to me. Just get a fit off. Uh, Kyle Tupper says three on three tournament, each school's fan base here on the discord assembles a team who wins. Uh, he adds to this, that if we played Purdue, Michigan, he would have me in hell cart. Uh, do you want to comment on which fans of our discord you think would win a three on three tournament? I don't know if I want to play with Michigan state fans. My initial thought for the record is that Michigan State would win because you're six seven with a ratchet, and I don't believe anybody else in the Discord comes close to that. For some reason, I can't shake the feeling that Kyle Tupper's got a little bit of Kyle Singler in him. I can't, <laughs> I, I can't shake that feeling. But uh, I, I, I would take Michigan State, but like I also feel like I'm getting looked off by every Michigan State fan. Like I'm getting looked off by Ryan the Lion. Ulamog's like not getting me involved in the offense whatsoever. And then I get frustrated. I feel like if you and Malik were the core of this team, though, Malik might be Malik Hall. We still have not confirmed that. So on the off chance, it is Malik Hall. There's your two. And then you just need like a role player third type. I'm not going to name names, but I think uh, I think you guys would be fine. Yeah, that that's my read. We'll see. Uh, Detroit's coldest says who wins this two V two. 
college Bill Walton and Isaiah Thomas versus current Donovan Klingon and Trey Galloway. Game to 21. Just want to make it known, I love this Discord. Like, I love that this is going through a human's mind right now. Riley, who would win that 2v2? Isaiah Thomas and Bill Walton easily. Uh, Trey Galloway doesn't belong? No. Isaiah Thomas is one of the best guards of all time. Cart? I mean, if we're doing, like, the cross-era comparison, like, Isaiah Thomas is probably Jeff Teague in today's game, but uh, that's still and, better than Trey Galloway. Yeah, no, no, that and that, that I'm getting to my next point, Riley. God damn it, let me speak. <laughs> All right, yes, Trey Galloway does not fit in this in this game. Uh, I think Isaiah Thomas and Bill Walton would win. Trey Galloway's really handsome, though. Like that's got to count for something. Extremely handsome. Okay, Carter Bullhouse says Carter's fast food ranking was absolutely terrible. Greg's was better, but no Culver's on either list is absolutely ridiculous. You guys have fast food knowledge comparable to the average AP poll voters basketball knowledge. Card, didn't you have Culver's on your list? I did. Also being called the JB Ricks of fast food rankings has me in absolute hell. <laughs> yeah, it's not okay. Riley, did you hear the fast food rankings? And do you have any thoughts? I did. Uh, Arby's. I still can't get behind, although I'm with you. I've had the the buffalo chicken sliders do slap. I've had those one time on a road trip, and it far exceeded my expectations. But just the fact that their flagship item is a beef and cheddar that's basically like a thinly sliced hot dog on a bun, no thanks. Um, I was kind of surprised Chick-fil-A didn't make Carter's list. I know you had your point about Sundays. Uh, in the Bluffs household, we respect the Lord's Day, so they get a pass for that. But... Um, the only one, I don't know. I, I was trying to think of mine. My undisputed top three would be Chick-fil-A, Bojangles, and Taco Bell. The last two spots, you can go a variety of ways with them. I might throw Culver's on there. Culver's is a pretty good fast food burger. Yeah, I feel like the you have a lot of better uh, fast food options in the South. Like I feel like you don't get as many staples, at least in my experience down there. Like not the staples aren't at don't hit the same as they do in the Midwest, but like you have Bojangles. Does cookout count as fast food? Yeah, cookout's definitely fast cookout's, food. Cookout's different. Cookout's probably would be my fifth. Yeah, cookout slaps. Yeah. Cart knows this from road trips to the south. I get very excited when the southern fast food options start to show themselves. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very exciting to me. Sean Vowles says, which conference tournament are you most excited for? Hard for me to not just choose Big Ten here, but I'll, I'll throw a shout to the Big 12. I just think that's going to be a gauntlet. Riley, what are, what are you most excited for? Probably the SEC. I know a couple of weeks ago I said, is the SEC actually good? I have taken a definitive stance that it is good, and I think there's a couple of heavyweights there. And even that, to me, has the league that has the most potential for a random team to get hot and run through it. Like, it wouldn't be that surprising if Todd Silver and the boys started cooking a little bit and just got an insane week from Walter Clayton Jr. and, and win the SEC championship. Same with Nate Oates and Mark Sears. Same with Tennessee and Connect. I guess those aren't random teams since they've been good all year, but yeah. You have a lot of star power. You, you had me really thrown off with that Todd Silver thing. I was trying to put it together. I'm like, who the hell is Todd? Who, what team does coach what team is Todd Silver coach? Like just did not did not get to me as quickly as it did. I think it's the SEC for me too. Cause just because like the things you said, Riley, I feel like there's even a world where like we randomly get a Texas AM Buzz William, like Wade Taylor. Mm -hmm like cycle run and all of a sudden like they win the SEC. So I think that'd be the one I'm probably most intrigued to watch. Uh, I think the funniest one to watch is going to be either the big 10 or the PAC 12. 
Like, it's just going to be funny. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to be devastated when Michigan State loses 58-52 to to Maryland in their first game. But it's going to be funny, I think. Honestly, I'd get really excited for the Big Ten tournament if Purdue just, like, opted out. Like I, I, and I don't know if there's like a punishment for that, but like, what does Purdue gain from this? Really, I, I like, would, I would say this. Like, it was the same setup last year, D, with like Purdue being, you know, basically the Purdue Invitational. Yeah, the Big Ten tournament was actually entertaining last year. Yeah, shout out to Bruce Thornton Holtman coaching for his job last year. It's gonna be tough this year, very tough. All right, uh, what are you okay? What's going on with your face right now? Ah, uh, forgot about that. Oh, he did that to your team. I forgot. That was the A.J. Hogard on the bench making fun of your coach game. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. I mean, it was entertaining for sure. UK says, in another universe, Michigan currently starts. Doug, Caleb Love, Terrence Shannon, Olivier Kamwa, and Hunter Dickinson. Sorry, Greg. Where does this team finish in the Big Ten, and how far do they go in the tournament? Uh, Braden Shrewsbury responded to that and said, Greg's exact quote will be, is Juwan still the coach? That is a good, good follow-up. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, this hurts me to think about the reality is literally if they just let Terrence Shannon into school, Hunter's still there and Terrence is probably still there too. And we're talking completely different about this entire program. They'd be really good. I think that's, that's what probably the second best team in the league. I think they're probably better than Illinois. Don't you kind of hate that fit a little bit, though? I mean, there's guys who need the ball a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of guys I don't love. But, like, also, like, I mean, Olivier Kama would be the fifth option. Yeah, I I feel like doing the fit – sometimes the fit conversation goes a bit too far, which Mm -hmm. I am sometimes – I fall victim to that. But at the same time, like, putting five talented guys out there can usually get you to a certain point. And with how stinky the big 10 is five talented guys could probably get you in second place. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think any further about this. It really, really hurts. Um, (laughs) Dylan Terpstra says it'll be interesting to see if the wrong brother curse continues for Michigan state, obviously with the lawyers and the Christie's, but we have another two with the fears and Jace and Jackson Richardson, potentially car. Any thoughts on the brothers curse? Uh, the only thing about the brothers, the brothers curse is that like, we get the older brother and the older brother kind of just doesn't work out, which just never even puts us in a place for the younger brother. So I don't really know if that's a part of the curse or whatnot, but also like, I know like behind the scenes stuff, at least like the fears brothers, like Jeremiah was never coming to Michigan state. Like, even 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 like before like Jeremy was even a Michigan State Spartan he just it it wasn't in his plans from what I heard and what he wants to do so yeah who knows but also the younger Christie is nice Cam Christie's super nice and I don't know if I want to give more credit to him or like credit to Minnesota like player development but I promise you Gregory I've watched Cam Christie like stuff in high school that dude had a summer Cause he got crazy better mm-hmm. and like in better, you know, body form too. Like he just was not that, or at least what I saw his last year, of high school, Minnesota's strength and conditioning program go crazy. I, I, or player development or something. I swear, like, I promise you, he was not, he did not look like the player he was when, you know, before he got to Minnesota. And I mean, he was, he was falling in the rankings. Like he was taking statistical drops. Like it was a lot of stuff going on with him. He just, 
he's been cooking. Yeah, that's crazy. I honestly didn't know that a player could get better unless they put Final Four logos on the televisions in the weight room. I thought that was the key to player development. So interesting. Maybe Minnesota did that, and I didn't know. Uh, Riley, any thoughts? Ten wins or lower your tone. Uh, at least you got the better Hauser. Did we? <laughs> I mean, one's in the league right now, and one's working in a HR department somewhere. Yeah. Uh, at worst, like, excuse, excuse me. Excuse college me. careers are pretty. They're pretty comparable. I might Joseph give the Jamal, size. Joseph Jamal's on a two-way with the Utah Jazz. You watch your mouth. Is he? Yeah. It's a good fit, actually. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Uh, Travis Nelson says, I'm leaving this comment on February 28th, but to get it read on the show, just like Michigan State basketball, I'll have to wait until March. Joke's on you. It's February 29th right now that I'm reading this. It's not March. Uh, Let's move on. Dr. Doctor says, Tucker DeVries. That's the question. Dalton Connect vibes. Your thoughts, Riley? Uh, I don't watch the Missouri Valley. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie on this show, but I feel like the vibes around Tucker DeVries, the same conversation happened last summer. Like, is he going to transfer? And everything that like we collectively heard was either he's going to stay and play for his dad or go to the league. So I would bet we don't get to see him on a bigger program. He's probably going to head to the draft after this year. I like Tucker. I think he's very good for the record. I'm out on Tucker. Why? He's nasty, but like he doesn't have. If he had that true dog killer in him, he's telling pops I'm out. Could do that after this. I, I I I I respect you know obviously family over everything, but not family over bag and winning. It doesn't honestly seem like you do respect family over everything though. You've you've slandered your mom, said you would never post about her if she gave you thirty, and now you're saying you would choose a bag over your family. I mean, but the thing is, I'm very transparent about that. Like, if I call my mother right now, she and I told her, I'm like, you, uh, yeah, ma, I just, I just, I just picked up a bag. I'm not gonna be at Easter. She'd be like, yep, that sounds about right. I'll, you know, I'll see you at Thanksgiving. Okay, Riley, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say that Tucker DeVries could take off a little bit more if he rebranded to just Tuck, Tuck DeVries. I like that. That to me, if he re- if he rebranded to Tuck and then transferred to an SEC school, he'd probably end up a lottery pick. If he stays Tucker and goes to the draft after this year, he's probably a second rounder. Can we can we take a break from comparing uh like six five wings that are nice to Dalton Connect? <laughs> we gotta take a break from that. Yeah, maybe. That's probably a good call. Uh he should go by TDV. That's my only contribution to this discussion. Ooh. That's a good nickname. That boy from Illinois says, has two-time Big Ten champion Coleman Hawkins played himself off of first team all defense? Cart? Yeah, I think he has. They released the national defensive player of the year finalists like a month ago. Coleman was not on it, and there were four Big Ten players on the list. So I don't think he's ever been super involved in the discussion other than in Illinois circles. But uh, Dane Game follows that up with, has two-time Big Ten champion Coleman Hawkins played himself onto the second-team all-conference? Your thoughts, Cart? Second-team all-conference? Uh, yeah, that's what it says. Yeah, probably, honestly. Probably, I do. He's been great offensively. Defense still struggling. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have to talk about it because after the game, Brad Underwood 
I mean, had some very pointed words for Rafe L. Davis, and Rafe was standing on business on Big Ten Net after the show. So I think we're going to talk about it in the recap or separate from that. Also, Cart just wanted noted Rafe L. Davis unfollowed me, I think, yesterday. That makes me really? sad. Yeah. Bummer. Ouch. But he was quote tweeting you. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work through this at some point. I'm gonna need some therapy. Uh Ulamog says in Izzo's press conference on Wednesday, he compared Xavier Booker to Jonathan Kuminga. In my opinion, he's more of a Wemby comp. He's got similar length and a three-point shot. What are your guys' comps for Xavier Booker? Riley, what's your comp for Xavier Booker? Uh can you come back to me? Not Wemby. <laughs> Not, not Victor Wembanyama. Interesting. Okay, Cart. Uh, Giannis with a TikTok. <laughs> How about uh, Scalabissier? I don't hate Scalabissier. Highly ranked lefty with motor concerns that just actually isn't that good. Hey, but still is better than Madi Sissoko and should play. Yes. How about? Noah Vonley with an a deflecting coach when it comes to why he doesn't get minutes. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, okay, to the Bluffs Friday questions. Fam says, in the spirit of a Wives episode teaser featuring a Bluffs bonus pick, what's y'all's favorite homemade meal to enjoy with your significant other? Riley? Mm. Uh, we make a quinoa, lentil, a quinoa and lentil curry that slaps. Mm, big curry hate, guy hate curry you hate curry yeah i don't know what lentil means <laughs> i don't greg it's a it's a grain oh it's actually a legume all right <laughs> car what's your answer um see this is like an intriguing one for me because there's there's actually a good amount of options. Um, I will say basic pick would be you go to Trader Joe's and they got like pizza dough. You get pizza and we just make our separate pizzas just because obviously mm -hmm. she's a vegan. I'm not a vegan. So it's like the, the dough is vegan. Split that in two. We each make our own pizzas. That's always fun. I enjoy it. Making pizzas is just like a fun experience too. Um, but like if an actual meal that we make uh there's this vegan alfredo recipe that she has that like actually i would put up there i would actually be confident in letting people try it and they would not know that it's vegan alfredo it's it's so damn good i like that answer uh i think this might be like a cheap answer here but the happiest that i am when sharing a meal with my wife is just like a summer backyard cookout day like I'm, I'm gonna hit the grill. To We're gonna make some burgers, and it's just whatever we want. We do some grilled onion on the grill. Love it. Love it. Yeah, that is true. A, a nice grill is. Do you have a you have a veggie basket for your grill, Greg? I don't have a veggie basket. I did. Uh, I think you know this. I got a new grill last spring, which uh, changed everything. It's like the flat blacktop grill. Yeah, a blackstone, right? Yeah, the blackstone. Wow. I got awesome. one. I got one too. I'm hyped. This is my first. Well, I haven't used it yet, but this is the first summer I'm gonna have it. And like I plan on doing like unnecessary Blackstone stuff, like, and I'm gonna put it on my front lawn too, and I'm just be making omelets. 
it truly is game changing. Like we we got that, and the first thing I fired up was like, "Oh, you want breakfast? I'll go make it on the grill." And I'm like cracking eggs and making bacon and sausage and hash brown. It was great. It's so fun. Uh, yeah, that that's my answer. Great question, fam. Regress says Riley, what's your opinion on the geopolitical status quo in the Sahel region of Africa? And do you feel as though the French military and economic presence there constitutes a form of neo-colonialism? I am not a f- informed on this particular issue, but yeah, that sounds like neo-colonialism to me. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. Uh, Wonderflonium says, Riley, can we get a vibes check on UNC, Duke, NC State, Wake, and App State? Sure. Uh, UNC, that'll be touched on a little bit in one of my topics. Generally positive, a little worried would be my one-sentence summary. Duke... They're really good against bad teams. Still have some question marks when they play high-end competition. NC State is NIT-bound. Wake Forest does this every year where I'm like, yes, get Wake in the tournament, and then they take a horrible loss in late February, early March, where I'm like, ooh, I look dumb for sticking my neck out again for Steve Forbes. App State, going to be in a dogfight to win the Sun Belt with James Madison, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll cheer for them if they get there. My wife did grad school at App State, so. Hmm. That's got to be a fun place to have some sort of tie to, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It was an online program. Uh, she actually is still in the middle of it, but took this semester off, baby. Um, so she'll start back again in the the fall. But Viable, viable excuse. Day to day, mother. That's day to day, child. Uh, about once every six months, that picture of App State's baseball field shows up on my timeline, and I get really excited. It's just like surrounded by beautiful red trees. Luke, Luke Combs went to App State, Greg. I hate App State. That's <laughs> Final question today. Dane Game says, who do you like more to get hot in the tournament? Alabama, Illinois, or neither? Both have extremely similar profiles. Throw it to Cart first and then Riley. Okay. the on- I think the answer here is Alabama, but it's because of person now. Like, Terrence Shannon getting hot is – something that could happen, but it's a different version of what Mark Sears, I think, can be. Like, if Mark Sears gets hot, I think it starts looking like, you know, like a Curry-esque, Carson Edwards-esque, like, type bucket fill-up. I just feel like it'll look different than Terrence Shannon. Um, I also think that, and I don't know if the metrics back this up at all, but my eye test at least tells me that Alabama is a little bit better than Illinois defensively. I think that's fair riley yeah i was also going to go with alabama same reason with mark sears i i you know i know terrence shannon has the ball in his hands a lot uh and you could sort of consider him a guard if you want to say it's a guards game and that's what you need um i don't know i just trust mark sears a little bit more with the ball in his hands than shannon not to say shannon's bad by any stretch at the same time though oddly enough i think i trust underwood more in march than nate oates Mm. Can I get a why on that? No, you cannot. It's just a <laughs> it's a gut feeling that I have. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh Nate Oates has what two second weekends, I think? Two or three? But he also had he had a okay. Y- y'all realize how bad the Hornets are, right? Like how awful that franchise is, and Brandon Miller is tearing it up for them right now. I can't get past the fact that. Oates and Brandon Miller, like he had Brandon Miller and got packed up by Darian Trammell. 
So I, I don't at want least to, Brad has lost to good teams to, to not get to the second weekend. It's fair. I don't want to bring it back to this though, but like what happened to Alabama last year was an all time one of one tragedy. Like they literally had a player commit murder and their best player was a witness. And then their best players went from shooting like 55% from the field to 20% from the field after the murder. Like that's insane. And will never happen again. We pray, um, but I I don't know. I have a hard time holding that against Nate Oates. Although maybe he should like get better character guys in the building. But that just seemed like a very one of one thing to me. Um, I I would actually choose Illinois, and this is not fan service to our Illinois fans. I think I for me I would flip the Mark Sears thing and say this: if Mark Sears struggles, Alabama is cooked. If Terrence Shannon struggles. Damask and Hawkins are good enough to keep them alive offensively. Um, I think they just have more ways to beat you, and both defenses to me stink. So I'll rock with Illinois. That's my answer. And one final question from me here. Uh, I pronounced the word neither as neither in that question. Would you say neither or neither? Neither. Also neither. It's neither. I don't know why I said neither, but now I'm really obsessed with pronouncing it that way. Feels yeah. good. Relax, Paul Revere. Okay. Woo! To the topics. Riley, what do you have today? First one is going to be the official Sleepers Media All-American teams. And I started thinking about this after Dalton Connect's performance last night. Tennessee fans going online saying he's better than Edie. That discussion coming going back and forth again. But at the same time, I know a bunch of outlets will be putting out their All-American teams either this weekend or come Monday. So I thought, let's go ahead and get ahead of it. Personally, I believe that there are three locks for the first team and then probably upwards of like four, maybe five guys you could argue for the the first team. Um, Yeah, the the first, yeah, I think the first and second teams, I would be surprised if ours differ that much. Third team, if we want to get into that, is where it gets a little interesting. Okay. I've had changes in my All-American team, so I'm I'm interested to get to this. So do we want to just start with, do we want to go like, Start with someone and just go first. Are we doing three All-American teams or how many are we doing? Let's see how long it takes us to get to two and then we'll decide on the third. Okay, got it. But I want to see if y'all, like when you, I want to see if y'all can, y'all can probably guess who my three locks are, but I want to see if y'all agree with it. The three locks I feel like for you are Edie, RJ Davis, and Connect. Yep. Okay. That, that's, yeah, that was, that one was pretty easy for me. Um, one of those doesn't belong with the other two, but I'll leave it to you too. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Greg. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so for most of the season, I have had like Kevin McCullough on my first team all American team. Uh, I also had Hunter Dickinson on there too. Hunter has had some, uh, some here, here, so, so games. McCullough has been hurt. So it's really not his fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with McCullers' injury, I did bump somebody up to the first team that wasn't on the first team. So my first team would be R.J. Davis, Dalton Connect, Baylor Shireman, Hunter Dickinson, Zach Eady. Okay. Uh, should I go next? Yeah, go ahead, Greg. And are we just like averaging this out at the end to give our official, or how are we doing this? I think we can be cordial and work through it. Okay, we'll work through yeah. it. All right. Uh, I think the top three I agree with 
Edie and Connect are no-brainers. RJ Davis is the next no-brainer. Uh, outside of those three, I think it has to be two guards. And if I'm supposed to follow positions, I'm sorry for it. Uh, I, I didn't think... follow positions. Okay, good. I think uh, Mark Sears is insane. And people don't realize how good Mark Sears' numbers are until you actually like dive into them. If you compare Mark Sears' numbers to Jalen Brunson's National Player of the Year year, Mark Sears actually looks better. He's been absurd. He's averaging 21 points a game uh, on 44% from three, 51% from the floor. He's a tiny little guard on a volume shooting team. He's shooting 51% from the floor. It's insane. Uh, he has to be on there. He's the only reason Alabama is that high for me. And then my fifth is Tyler Kolick, who I will begrudgingly admit. Uh, we have a guy who's just putting up 18 assists in games. Like, like it's nothing. That's I guess the fall. It's not something I've ever seen. I mean, he has so many like double digit assist games this year. And then he has a bunch of games with 27. Marquette's still really good. So I the Paul me, Georgetown. I, I, I have the. Go ahead, Ryan. We had the. Ex- I was gonna say we had the exact same top five. I had Sears nice. and Cullen for my last two spots. Love it. Take can that I, part. Can I make? Can I make? Can we actually look at what Shireman has done over Colick? Shireman's no. numbers are stupid. I didn't realize he's averaging eighteen, eight, and four. I have a hard made- time with Shireman because I don't like. Okay, yes, his numbers are very, very good. They're great. Uh. I still don't know if we can take Creighton completely seriously, and I still don't know if I would ever enter a game saying Shireman's their best player. Would you mm-hmm. put Calc ahead of him? or I mean, Trey, Trey Alexander's numbers are right there. 18 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. Shireman, 18-8-4. Calc, 17-7. Like, th- those three's numbers are all stupid. We can't put them all on All-American teams. This offense is... Very, very good. The defense is solid. They have gotten blown out a couple times this year. Like, I don't know. Okay. It's all kind of gimmicky to me. Shireman making 87 threes this year at 37% is pretty special, too, though. How many That's threes has Mark Sears made, though, at 44? Sears has probably made, I'm going to guess Sears has made like 60. Let okay. me look. I'll, 66. I'll okay. Sears has made 66 at 44%. I, I will go pushover mode here just because. There are some similar guys, I guess, with those numbers on Creighton. But I mainly wanted to put him here because there was some backlash to me and Greg did a list of like top 10 national player of the years, and we didn't put Baylor Shireman on that list. And I kind of flipped on that. I feel like he should have been on there. But uh, I, I, I'm i okay with the first team being RJ Sears, Kolick, uh, Connect, Edie. Okay, so let, let's lock those five in and go to team two and start team two with Shireman. But Cart, revote now. Who's your who's your team two? My team two would be Shireman, uh, Dickinson. This is tough. I, I think I go Shireman, Dickinson. Can y'all go the other three first? I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I think you have to put Tristan Newton on there. I I just. I know his numbers might not be as good as the other guys, but I think UConn needs someone on there. Just being like one of the two best teams in the country for pretty much the whole year. What do we want to put? A, I mean, I personally would put Jamal Shedd on there before. Yeah. I put, before I put Newton, unless we want to put both of them on there. I had Shedd on mine as well. Okay, so who's Riley? Give us your full second team. So I bumped. I bumped. I 
was debating whether or not to put Deron Holmes on there. It just feels weird with this Dayton team losing so much recently to, for them to get a second-team All-American, regardless of how good Holmes has been. So I bumped him for Shireman and had Shireman, Tristan Newton, Jamal Shedd, Caleb Love, Hunter Dickinson. Caleb Love on second team, huh? Uh, all right, I'm good with I'm good with Tristan Newton. I'm good with Jamal Shedd. I'm good with Baylor Shireman. I think I'm good with Hunter Dickinson. I'm going to nominate a fifth that hasn't been named yet that I think deserves it over Caleb Love. I would go Jenny Broom. Mm. I'm with you. I'll take Broom for second team. What are you? What are you? Where are you at between the two? Cart, you'll you'll swing the vote, Lover Broom. I need Greg's pronunciation of Broom's first name. I thought it was Jenny. I think it's Jenny. Yeah, it's Jenny. So I watched game day. They did the interview at like the lemonade stand in uh in wherever in Auburn, whatever they call that. And I swear to God, he said everyone mispronounces it. It's not Janai. Really? I watched that too, and I swear he said it's Janai. Okay, maybe I heard it wrong. <laughs> I thought, or uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering the John, and he got mad that people say John I, and it's actually mm. Janai. Janai, the science guy. Uh, yeah, no, I I like Janai Broom on there. I think he's. He's had an amazing year for Auburn. Auburn's been really good, and he's been incredible on both ends of the floor, too. That's the thing. So, Okay. All right. So like, our, sec- like our second team is Broom, uh, Shed, Newton, Dickinson, Shireman. Let's do a quick third team. Let's get all the way down to third team. Riley, you want to go first? Yeah. Caleb Love, throw him on there. As a, I would say he should be a lock for the third team. I kind of want to do either one of Rob Dillingham or Reed Shepard. I I would prefer to pick one of them over Reeves. I just feel like the way they – like, I know Reeves is the leading scorer. I feel like they impact the game more, even though All-American voters tend to lean points as the tiebreaker. Um, I think you could argue Deron Holmes for third team. That feels appropriate. I would say one of Kyle Filipowski or Jeremy Roach, and I honestly lean Roach just because I feel like Flip has been disappearing a lot recently. Um and then that fifth, so that would leave. So if I if 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 my personal will be, let's say, Love, Dillingham, Holmes, Roach. I I, mean, I can maybe, promise you, we're not putting Roach on this team. It's okay, gotta, that's fair. Gotta be, that's it's got to be. It's got to be flipped. It's got to be. Flipped. <laughs> I'm like, you could go Jaden Ladee. You could go Terrence Shannon. Um, you could go Taman Lipsy even. Hmm. I think Shannon's I, Shannon's clearly the best player of that. Yeah, game. so I think Shannon. Yeah, let's I think, throw Shannon on there. I'll go Caleb Love, Shannon. I wanted to give Ray J. Dennis a shot at third team. Is that too many guards? No, I don't care about how many guards. I'm going to give you a guard that hasn't been named yet when it gets to me, and I'm going to force his way onto the team. Oh, is it Aiden Mahaney? No. Okay, I just I just wanted to just wanted to you know be be clear and check on that. Um. I actually would have made a strong push for maybe Hunter Siles to be on this list if they played better. Mm. Um, so I want Caleb Love. I want Ray J. David, Ray J. Dennis, sorry. Um, Terrence Shannon. And then I think I would go Ladee Holmes. All right, here's where I'm at, and I'll make my case for it. I think there's three non-negotiables that you guys both named. Oh, I, know, I, know who, I know who you're going to say. The, the three non-negotiables are Kyle Filipowski, Caleb Love, and why am I just forgetting the other Holmes? ones? No, Terrence Shannon. Terrence Shannon. Kyle. Oh. Kyle Filipowski. Caleb Love. Terrence Shannon. Three non-negotiable top fifteen players in the country. They have to be on one of these teams. 
Then you have two spots left. One of the spots, in my opinion, should go to either Deron Holmes or Jadon Ledee. Pick whichever one you think is better. I think it's probably Holmes. The 15th and final spot on this list needs to go to a guard who is better than Ray J. Dennis, who has better numbers than everybody we've named, every other guard that we've talked about. The guard who's about to take Northwestern to his second consecutive NCAA tournament appearance, the guard who keeps getting quad one road wins, even though every single player on his team is dropping like flies due to injury bugs. Boo is averaging 19, five and three this year, 41% from three, 85% from free throw. He's efficient as hell. I think there's a legitimate argument. This guy's the best guard in the country. He's an all American. He's an all American. I'll say it again. All American. Put him on the list, Riley. I feel like there's going to be a contingent of people who get upset that we leave, we put Boo in and we leave like Isaiah Stevens out or other point guards out. Let's compare the numbers. Compare the numbers. Stop, stop losing Colorado State if you want Isaiah I'm, Stevens. It's, out. it's not so. me personally. I'm just saying Ram Hive is going to be on us. Let's I'll do Bowie. I like Bowie as a I like Bowie as a non-negotiable above Flip. I I can't. I I theoretically agree that Flip is a top 15 player. I feel like he has disappeared year too much and been carried by roach or mccain recently to, to want to put him on a list somebody from duke's got to be on there though we have somebody from every other top nine team true i would say it's the only one we don't and i think duke i think duke is deserving flips a star man his numbers are stupid sorry riley all right so we have love shannon <laughs> Boone, flip So love love, love Shannon Bowie flip and then we got one spot left. I would I would argue it's Holmes or uh Ladee, but those are both not fun either. I say Holmes. Holmes over Dennis? Yeah. Holmes no, over Dillingham? No no PJ Hall shout from either of you? <laughs> no, no PJ. What, what about Dylan DeSue? He's been great. Honestly, if we really want to go there. Yeah, you know? if, we, if if we really want to go there, Kadari Richmond. All right, let's do Holmes. <laughs> All right, Deron Holmes. I so. want Dillingham on there, or sh- like I'll take Dillingham or Shepard just because that team is so fun. But I guess we'll we'll give Guy a shout out since Guy is a fan of Caleb Love, the A10 in Nebraska. I can't decide which team. Uh, so yeah, throw him a bone with Deron Holmes. They can win sixth man of the year. It's okay. You got to crack your own team starting lineup before that. Can we get a, a rehash? Just name all the names of our first, second, and third teams. All right, first team, Zach Eady, Dalton Connect, RJ Davis, Mark Sears, Tyler Kolick. Second team, Baylor Shireman, Tristan Newton, Jamal Shedd, Hunter Dickinson, Janai Broom. Third team, Caleb Love, Parent Shannon, Boo Booey, Kyle Filipowski, Deron Holmes. I want to make it very clear, I love that All-American team. Yeah, I do too. I think think we did a good job of that exercise. I think we did pretty, pretty damn good. Yeah, great job, all involved. All right, what's topic number two, Riley? All right, topic number two is... Also very player-focused, which player is most likely to boost their draft stock in the NCAA tournament? It can even be like a boost their – I kind of want to say boost their NBA draft stock out of nowhere, but I think the NBA draft has corrected itself enough. The GMs have gotten better at scouting to where we don't see guys like Derek Williams going number two overall after packing up Duke at Arizona, like in the the 2000 – I think, what was that, 2010 draft? I wish we still saw that. I thought that was was so fun back when it seemed like the tournament used to have a bigger impact on the draft. But if you think about it still, after last season – 
people were convinced Klingon was going to be a lottery pick when he came back this this year because of what UConn did in March. Um, if you go back two years, Davion Mitchell was a lottery pick. What was he, seventh or eighth after Baylor won the NCAA tournament? So mm. I think you still see it some. So, yeah, when you look at the bracket, which players do you think have the best shot to to go from maybe projected second rounders to first rounders, even lotto picks based on how they do in March? It's a fun topic. I like this topic. Cart, what do you got? So I'm going to come up with more players, but the very, very first one that came to my mind was actually Jamal Shedd. Like, I think Jamal Shedd could actually play his play his way into, like, a top 20 NBA draft pick. Like, if he – you already had the defensive acumen there. Like, they're going to be looking for that. He can run a team. If he shows that, like, he can, like, score the ball too, you know, and go on a run, I could see him, like, solidifying himself as a first-round draft pick. I don't know if he is projected as one. He might be, so this this argument might be out the door completely. But J- Jamal Shedd is the first – I think the first player that came to my mind is that someone can have a very good March run and solidify themselves as like a first round draft pick. I don't hate that. Are we looking for players that we think are like off the board that could emerge onto the board or like late first round projections that could end up top 10? Oh, we could go some of both. Honestly, if you have anybody that is off the board right now, um, I think there's a like, I got one more I want to take from Greg before I think he says it. I think Aiden Mahaney could play his way into lottery if he plays well enough. That feels so wrong to say out loud, though. <laughs> I know, but like lottery seems like a stretch. But I, I'll give you like top twenty-five ish pick with Mahaney. I, I mean, you're telling me if he goes on a crazy run and St. Mary's gets to the Final Four, the Wizards wouldn't pick him at thirteen. That does feel like a very Wizardsy pick. Yeah, <laughs> it does feel it does feel Wizzy. Um, I don't love any of the names that are popping into my mind right now. Um, this draft stinks. I want to start there though. Like this draft stinks. Like any, any player that we name could have one good month and be like the 12th overall pick this year. I, I think, think that's why it makes this exercise more fun though. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm starting to get like some very random names coming to my head. Like give me random KJ Lewis, Arizona run. And like all of a sudden KJ Lewis just leaves. Yeah, that, it would, that would feel very like Zaire Smithy on a yeah, Texas Tech Texas year. Tech, they made it yep. to the title run, and he was like the seventeenth pick, and was never yeah. heard from again. Yep, yeah, basically. and off off the bench guy. Um, <laughs> now now I'm just thinking like that. Like, could Jordan Ganey have like two thirty point games in a final four run? <laughs> he's a first round pick. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I I don't know, guys. I don't feel like I have a good one here. The the one that keeps popping in my head, honestly, which Riley's probably going to tell me he's already on draft boards, is uh, Elliot Cadeau. That would make me very happy. I don't think Cadeau's on any draft boards right now. I, I don't mean, think maybe Greg like actually late means second. that either. You don't think so? I don't think Greg means that. Are you? You actually think Elliot? Well, Cadeau I got it. It's. I don't think Cadeau's going to like start hitting threes off the bounce. But like, say they make a national title run and he averages like. 10 and 10 with 10 assists every game. It looks like a maestro. Like, I don't know. I could see it. It would be sick. That's my favorite outcome out of this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) One of the the two obvious ones who are on first round draft boards, Johnny Furphy, uh, if Kansas makes a big run, I think like you mentioned, Wait, who did uh, the Wizards picking? Wait, who did you say the Wizards? Who did we, oh, Aiden Mahaney with like the twelfth pick. Yeah. You can't if if Kansas is in the Final Four, the Wizards are a hundred percent percent taking Johnny Furphy at like pick eight or pick nine. Yeah, like I think there is a world where because of how weak this class is, Furphy gets top ten. Um, Jared McCain is the other one, and I know he's starting to get projected in the twenties. 
I personally, I wouldn't hate if a team took him in the the lottery. I just think that kid's shooting is special, and I know he's only six three, but we've seen that archetype of like this might be unfair, but like I don't, so I'm not comparing him to these two players, but with like Devin Booker and Tyler Hero, both were more catch and shoot movement shooters in college who developed on ball skills when they got to the NBA. Granted, both dudes were like six five, six six, but I think there's a world where a team if Duke makes the final four and McCain is shooting over 50% from three. I think there's a, there's a world where a lottery team talks himself into him. I can see that hundred percent. Um, I love the Furphy shout that came to me, right. As you were saying, I'm like, damn, that's a really good pick. The last flip on this that I don't think we've said yet. I think there's two players who are currently projected first round picks that could just like 40 points a game their way into being like top five picks in the draft which would be insane. The first is Dalton connect. Like is, isn't there a world where Tennessee actually like wins a national title connect averages 35 a game on the way to it. And then draft people are just like, why are we overthinking this? That dude's a bucket. Um, And then the last one, which would be a little wilder. What if Purdue just steams steamrolls their way to a title? Zach Eady averages 40 and 20. Like couldn't, couldn't he go like seventh overall if that happens? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, I can see it. Like, if he just proves so insurmountably unstoppable, I feel like there's a chance we get to this where everyone's like, you know what? Gavoni's right. Yeah, he's not making it out. <laughs> if he does do that, he's not making it out of the top 10 of the draft. Yeah, could happen. That's a fun exercise, Riley. Thanks for bringing that. Let's do our third topic. Wait, can I give one more shout? This will be real quick. Of course, of course. Uh, Riley, this don't is, even ask permission. Just shout. <laughs> this is a shout out to our Cyclones, Milan Mamsi. Momchilovich. I thought I was going to get that right on the first try. Love me. I can see that for sure. They're definitely like, I'm trying to think who, who's always on the draft who very clearly doesn't watch college basketball, but makes those absurd um, comparisons. Is it Charles Barkley or Reggie Miller? I think it's Reggie Miller. Uh, Yeah, it's Reggie Miller. It's, I definitely envision Reggie Miller making Milan Dirk Nowitzki comps as <laughs> like Momsilovich goes 17th overall or something. Um, but yeah, let's get to the last I like topic. That, I like that comp, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I actually kind of like that comp too. Um, last topic, I teased it when I mentioned uh, my Tar Heels and a vibe check. Let's do the ideal path to the Final Four for UNC for Bracket Matrix. Guy gets guy gets one win in Charlottesville, and then he just wants to talk about the path to the Final Four. All right, per bracket matrix, perfect draw. If you're watching this, if you are a UConn or sorry UNC fan, uh, and you're wondering what this is, this is a reoccurring segment we have been doing with other teams where we discuss the perfect path. What would be a draw we see on Selection Sunday that we're just like instant Final Four for this team? Uh, this will be North Carolina's path. They are currently the top projected two seed on bracket matrix. So we will work our way. Uh, obviously upsets would be the best case scenario, but we're not going to predict upsets here. We're just going to pick teams from the projected seeds. That would be a normal path run to the final four. So as a two seed, you could play one of four 15 seeds bracket matrix currently has these four teams, Oakland, Moorhead state, Eastern Washington, and Colgate. Riley will let you lead on all of these. What, what do you think would be the team? Uh, I would say anyone but Colgate. That that was gonna be my answer. Yeah, I don't want to see Colgate. They're always scary. They shoot a lot. Yeah, toothpaste. Braden Smith. Are we not gonna mention that Oakland also has like a little feistiness to him, Cart? Oakland's silently been stinking kind of lately. Um, I I think they just lost by like twenty at the crib. 
Uh, they did uh, secure the Horizon League tournament. But I think they're going to fall victim to their best player being one foot out the door. I think Trey Townsend is already uh, onto the bag. Counterpoint, a player that is one foot out the door to the bag only has one opportunity for the world to notice what he can do for the bag. Ooh. Okay, so they don't want to – okay, you don't want to see Oakland and you don't want to see Colgate. I think, like, Trey Townsend's like, this is my 40 minutes to prove to the world I can stuff Armando Baycott in a bag and then see what happens. Like, that, I don't know. That would scare me. I feel like of these four teams, for some reason, I want Eastern Washington. Yeah. Yeah, Tyler Harvey isn't walking through that door. Yeah. I'll go with that. Yeah, I'm good with Eastern Washington. Okay. All right. Eastern Washington is the 15 seed. Uh, to the second round where you would play a seven seed. We could, in theory, include the 10 seeds to this. Do we do we want to do that, sevens or tens, or do we want to just say it's a seven seed? We can just say seven seed. Okay, which which seven seed would North Carolina prefer out of Utah State, South Carolina, Florida, or Colorado State? If I saw any of those seven seeds in my bracket, I would be I'd be plotting. I'd be like, yeah, Sweet Sixteen lock. These are we're getting any of these teams in Charlotte. Uh, Florida's scary. You got it. I think Florida Florida's is scary. Feisty. They have firepower. Yeah. Right. I think That's... you want. I think you want Colorado State. I I'm I'm off the Rams. I think those guys just aren't that good outside of Isaiah Stevens. I was gonna say either Utah State or Colorado State. South Carolina might not happen because I actually checked in with Lucas Harkins on this, that the bracket has a rule, uh, the bracket or the committee has a rule that if you're within 75, if your campus is in within 75 miles of a host site and you're a lower seeded team, you're not going to be put in that pod. So assuming, I mean, if UNC is a two seed, they'll be in Charlotte. I believe Columbia is within 75 miles. So it really would be between Utah state and Colorado state. Um, for the record, I wouldn't really be that scared of South Carolina either though, but yeah, I would say, I, I would trust I'd trust Carolina against this Colorado State team that is Isaiah Stevens and a bunch of unathletic dudes. All time funny move for me explaining why this matchup 100% cannot be allowed to happen and then saying, <laughs> but oh, by the way, I'm not afraid of y'all. That's just <laughs> incredible stuff. Uh, I, yeah, I think Nico Medved is a total fraud. I've been uh, saying this privately behind the scenes for a while in a variety of group chats and message boards. Uh, this guy's 0 1 in his career in the NCAA tournament to freshman Frankie Collins, who had to start and play 40 minutes at Michigan, and Jawan Howard. Like, that's just, come on. What are we doing here? Uh, right now, they are 500 in Mountain West play, and everyone still loves this team and wants to give them a seven seed. Why? I don't. They just lost to Nevada without Blackshear at home. I don't get it. I don't understand it at all. I think this team's struggling, and uh, any team would love to see them. Honestly, if, they, if they're in the tournament, I think a 10 seed beats them. So... But for this exercise, we can say Colorado State to the Sweet 16, where North Carolina would now play a three seed, either Iowa State, Alabama, Duke, or Baylor. Interesting. Uh, I, are we saying they could not play Duke at this point? I'd assume they wouldn't be put in the same region. So Iowa State, Alabama, or Baylor. Riley, your thoughts? Uh, all three of those teams are kind of scary. I'd probably lean Baylor. Um just because I think Iowa State's defense is so good and they would I would lean toward them being able to control the tempo a little bit and slow UNC down. Um Baylor, you run the risk of getting Jacoby Waltered or Ray J. Dennis for that matter. Um, but if it gets to be a shootout and both teams are getting up and down the floor, I like Carolina's chances in that. Hart. So I don't I I don't want to see Iowa State if I'm UNC at all. I think that 
that defense on top of like I think it's underrated. I'm saying not even underrated, but one of the things I like about Ots the most is like what he does defensively, dependent on who he's playing. Like I thought. Mm-hmm. Even that game that they lost against Houston, the things that he did as far as wrinkles, like throwing in zone, throwing in like one through one, like he just he has the ability to throw in like different things at certain teams that like throw throw offenses off. And I think like, you know, freshman PG, you know, against that, I would say, dude, I don't want that. Bama, just that Mark Sears scares me, but Mark Sears and RJ Davis would be like hella fun. Uh so I think I go Baylor just because I I I think Baylor's defense is just that atrocious. Um, and Jacoby Walter has been streaky as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, yeah, I think I go Baylor. Also, we probably should have shouted out Jacoby Walter. Like he could have a tournament run and end up being the number one pick. Like that could definitely good point. <laughs> but you know, uh, can I add another note about a Carolina Baylor matchup with Jacoby Walter? You know who's sneakily been great defensively this year? Oh. My Cormac. My oh okay. Oh come on. <laughs> Cormac nah. has been great defensively. No, 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 no. I want this to I want to make this unequivocally clear. Jacoby Walter would have Cormac Ryan on indeed by halftime. Let that I don't be. know about that. I really don't know about that. Is is that why he can't shoot? Because he's such a defensive maestro now? Maybe. That oh, sucks for a, a good hypothesis. This has gone off the rails. I don't like it. So where what what's your guys' <laughs> official picks here then? Riley saying you're both Baylor. saying Baylor. Can I do the thing where I try to talk you out of your pick into my pick? Yes. Please do. Okay. I think it's Bama, not Baylor. Um, here's why. Riley alluded to this in another segment earlier this show already. You're not afraid of Nate Oates. You don't trust him in March. Are you afraid of Scott Drew in March? I would be compared to Nate Oates. Uh, I think both of these teams are very similar in the fact that they're all offense, not a ton of defense. Alabama's defense has fallen to 99th in the country, and I think it's going to fall out of the top 100 here soon. Two other things just profile-wise that wouldn't scare me about Alabama at all in the Sweet 16 if you got to this point. One, they've already probably shot the ball hot to get there, so you would expect the cold shooting game to come at a certain point. They're not going to shoot great for six straight games. Two, uh, they don't have a center that I trust at all. Like I know cart likes to make jokes about Armando Baycott. This is an absolute Armando Baycott destroy a group of centers that just can't match up game. Like I, I Armando would get 18 rebounds if he wants in this game. And lastly, I've said it repeatedly in daily picks and other forms. Alabama stinks against anyone with a pulse. They are one and six this season against top 25 Ken Palm opponents. Most of those losses have been blowouts. Like go through and look at this shit. 18 point loss at Auburn, 22 point loss at Kentucky, 20 point loss at Tennessee, 13 point loss against Arizona. I just don't think they have the stuff to hang. It would be Mark Sears all in. And uh, RJ Davis is better than Mark Sears. It's Bama for me. That might have sold me. Yeah, uh, actually sold me. That was pretty well done. Right? Yeah, I think I I would be more scared of Scott Drew than Nato to March a hundred percent. And I didn't think about the Armando Baycott factor. He, he both he and Harrison Ingram are getting double digit. They both might get fifteen boards apiece. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Armando Baycott I would have fifteen boards and six shot attempts. <laughs> that would be enough against Alabama. All right, so <laughs> I think uh, I successfully swung them. So our path at this point is Eastern Washington. Colorado State, Alabama into the Elite Eight game where you have to take a one seed. It's either Purdue, UConn, Houston, or Arizona. The Caleb Love rematch. 
Uh, Arizona, look, they're the one team that everyone would say is lower caliber-wise than the other three. But there's a lot of mental, emotional stuff here. I'm very curious if Riley Davis would welcome a Caleb Love rematch with a Final Four on the line or if he wants a different team. There's there's part – in theory, I would hate it, but I would rather play Arizona than those other three. And Can I, can I, can I play the Greg role? Please. What would you say? Can I play the Greg role real quick? Yeah. I think y'all want to play Purdue. And let R.J. Davis cook Zach Eady and drop coverage? Mm-hmm. Space out. Guys can shoot. Guys not getting down shots. Ingram, I think, could be a mismatch at the four spot, like, mm-hmm. you know, with Trey Kaufman, Ren, and or Mason Gillis. I think Armando Baycott is old, seasoned, and paused beefy enough to at least be a presence against Zach Eady. Obviously, he's undersized in that in that matchup, but um, – I think that there's a world where RJ Davis could just go nuclear with a big that's playing drop coverage against them. I mean, before the game against before the Miami game, his career high was 36 against Wake Forest, who played drop coverage the entire second half, which he just lit up. Now, granted, big difference between Efton Reed and Zach Eady, but we we at least have a blueprint to go off of for that. Here's why I don't love it. I want it to be swung by cart. Here's why I don't love it with Purdue. I think uh to to DK's point, actually, you have to have multiple guards who can hunt the mismatches. And to me, what Purdue would do is just stick Lance Jones on RJ. They would make it a whole team-wide effort. Okay, let's extra help on RJ. Elliot Cadeau's not gonna attack drop coverage and shoot over Braden. Um, I think you could put theoretically Fletcher Lawyer on Cormac. Is Cormac going to be hunting and shooting over that? I don't think that's a recipe for success. So it really comes down to like RJ one-on-one with Lance. I would still side with RJ, but the lack of secondary guys who could beat their guy off the dribble would scare me against Purdue. Hmm. Be nicer if you had a Caleb of RJ Davis backcourt still. It would. It would. Yeah, I still kind of think that pairing ran its course. But um, yeah, the reason why I still picked Arizona was because I know there is a chance that Caleb Love just goes stupid and goes off for 40 against his old team. Like that very much would be in the cards at the same time. I think the one person who would know all of Caleb Love's flaws and how to attack him, how to exploit them would be Hubert Davis who spent the last two years with him has seen the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And I trust Hubert to, to get in his bag to do something to slow him down. And if you slow down Caleb Love or rather if you force him into taking 20 plus shots, you got a good chance to be Arizona. That'd be the best thing for y'all is that I think Caleb Love would get caught up in the fact that it's him versus UNC and no one else would matter. Mm-hmm. So, like, he might get 40. They would have 67 total points, and he would take all the shots, and y'all would win. I want to be talked into this so much because I, you guys know I'm very anti-Caleb Love. I think you guys are crazy for this, though. I think you're insane. Like, we're saying, like, oh, like, it, it's it, Caleb's going to get caught up in the fact it's him versus UNC. Yeah, that's why I don't want to see that. Caleb was caught <laughs> up in the fact it was him versus Duke, and he sent them boys packing. Like, well, who do, well, who do you want to see then? I don't want to see any. If, if This exercise has taught me that I don't think UNC can beat a one seed. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. I, uh, I think this team, if the bracket breaks right, I, I'm all the way in. This is the first time we've done this exercise. I'm like, yeah, don't like it. Um, and it is, it's like the mental, emotional stuff with Caleb Love for sure. But like we got, we clowned him for leaving and we're like, oh, UNC got better. But then in reality, Caleb Love is now on a one seated Arizona team. He's their best player and he's an All-American. So 
I don't want any part of a pissed off Caleb Love with a Final Four on the line when Arizona is the better team on paper. I no thank you. Uh, I I think I actually lean Carter on Purdue over Arizona just to avoid that. But I'm trying to talk myself into Houston and why that would be a better matchup. Just because like to me, Houston's a team that just wants to beat you up on the boards and. I don't think they would do that to North Carolina with the way Harrison Ingram and Armando rebound, mm-hmm. but I, I don't like any of these matchups and ultimately it's Riley's pick. Yeah. I thought about Houston as well, just because there's a world where like they can't hit any shots. Carolina is able to match their intensity on the glass and, and, and you know, you get enough late buckets from RJ Davis to squeak out with like a five point win or something, but I don't know. I think I'm still going to rock with Arizona. All right. Riley's in Arizona. That's I think that's insane though. I want to make that known. Do you there should be like okay, for this exercise, fine, but when you're actually filling out your bracket, are you hoping you see Arizona in your region? Or are you no. hoping you avoid it? No, I'm hoping to avoid them. Okay. <laughs> right. So the, the perfect North Carolina draw in summary is Eastern Washington, Colorado State, uh, Alabama into the Arizona Wildcats and Caleb Love. Fun exercise. Thank you, Riley Davis. Let's end the show with one big thing presented by Big B. Riley, the floor is yours. All right. Let me make this unequivocally clear that I am I'm pro environment. I'm pro earth. However, I hate being in a public restroom that doesn't have paper towels and has the electric hand dryers that don't actually dry your hands. And someone once told me that they emit like gross dirty air that's been circulating in the bathroom anyway which made me want to use them even less and i don't even know how environmentally friendly they are because you still got to factor in the the factor in how they're manufactured how they're distributed etc just use more paper towels but be be cognizant of how much you use them i'm with you on that riley but without the cognizant part just like use the paper towel (laughs) fair Cart. Let that, like let that be your great 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 grandkids problem they'll figure it out <laughs> hopefully technology will even be greater than it should be um my one big thing is i know we've had this discussion maybe a long time before but i also want to make it very clear where i stand on the candy bar like argument the best candy bar out there is the hershey's cookies and cream candy bar it has to be the hershey's one a little while ago, I tried another brand of like some higher end chocolate that someone's like, oh, you got to try this one. It like puts the Hershey's one, like out, blows it out of the water. No, 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 no. Hershey's cookies and cream candy bar is the top tier candy bar of all time. And I just want to double stamp that. And I know I said it before, but I'm doubling down. I love that take. That is my number one top tier candy bar. Um such yeah, a great it's, candy bar. it's a great take. It's a great bar. Riley, any thoughts on a bar? Yeah, it's elite. I would put that in the same. For me, I'd say like Snickers and Hershey's Cookies and Creams are 1A, 1B. Respect. Respect. Love, love Snickers. Yeah. Respect. Okay. Uh, th- Car- I've, it's rare that I agree so passionately with one of your one big things. Uh, I can only hope that you will do the same with me, but I think you're not going to. My one big thing is that earlier this week, it was like 52 degrees. It's February in Michigan. It's normally very cold. It was 52 degrees one day. I immediately put on shorts and a t-shirt and went outside. I did it immediately. I did it with a swiftness. I did it with an eagerness, as Jim Harbaugh would say, an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. And I know there are people on my block that frowned upon me. 
I know there are people that looked out their window and said, oh, he's that guy. He's that guy that puts shorts on the moment it gets warm enough to do so. I am the person that does that, and I'm proud of it, okay? Because March is one day away. I can smell the madness in the air. And what it is to me, it's a sign of the beautiful things to come in just two short weeks. It's the NCAA tournament. It's 16 seeds beating one seeds. It's chaos, okay? When I wear shorts, it's an embodiment of my enthusiasm and my excitement for March. And it's right here. And I did it, and I'm proud. What's that card? What color is this? It's white. Yep. That does it for another episode of Sleepers Media, an edition of Riley Fridays. I am Carter Elliott here with I want Riley. Riley's thoughts. Riley. I want Riley. I want Riley's thoughts. I wear shorts as soon as it hits it gets in the 50s as well. <laughs> Bro, oh, what, temp, what, what, what temp do you need, Cart? <laughs> what what temp do you need? You're half white. I need I need at least like shorts and shorts and short sleeve shirt. I'm okay if you want to put like hoodie and shorts on, but it's hoodie it's and shorts is an elite combo. I love I've ne- hoodie I've shorts never, combo. I've never even experienced a hoodie shorts combo. Like if I'm You're wearing missing shorts, out. like that's crazy. Um, <laughs> it's got to be at least 65, 68 degrees. That's crazy. I mean, that's a lot of degrees. Yeah. Riley, why do I feel like you go by Celsius? Because I lived in Europe for a year and still have my phone in military yeah, time. I, 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 I definitely feel like you'd be like, yeah, Nat, it's, uh, I would put on another hoodie day. It's about 32 degrees Celsius outside. <laughs> oh, this is the Sleepers Podcast. Thank you for listening and watching all season long. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you to Riley Davis for joining the show. Have a great weekend, everybody. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.